So, Ash, who are your professional influences? Ain't none. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. Alrighty then. And we are recording. Hey, good people. This is Ashley. What's up? This is Rashina. Welcome back to Jesus Business and Culture Podcast. Yep. Episode four. Again, thank you so much. The support that we have received so far has been um, out of this world. Not to say that like we didn't. I mean, we figured that we would have some type of following, but we thought that it would just be like our friends in our circle. <laughs> but it's definitely we're getting feedback from a lot of people that even that I didn't even expect that would tune in, but we appreciate it. Yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you guys so much. It's been amazing. So um, the holidays, we're wrapping up part one of the winter holidays with Thanksgiving. Yes. We hope that you all followed, you know, the holiday advice that we gave, the tips that we gave. So Thanksgiving is over, but we want to talk about it a little bit. What did you cook, Sheena? Texas roots. (laughs) Oh, uh, Texas roots. So I I didn't want to do the traditional, which we really didn't do a traditional we said that it was just going to be me and ashley and that's what we did and we went and celebrated one of our um friends little munchkin's first birthday so sweet yep happy birthday you know this little turkey is one so yep cute. little turkey is one um so i didn't so we didn't want to do like the traditional and i didn't want to be all in the kitchen all day long we did um a prime rib and then smoked gouda and cheddar mac and cheese greens mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. and then ashley made her bomb cornbread where she she like she has this uh this little like tool this little apparatus i don't know it's an immersion blender it's not that fancy she just likes to round up on my you want to know what my grandma did you want to know what she did she used a fork i'm so glad that your grandmother paved the way (laughs) but here we are heading into 2020 and i use what is it called what do i what do i say did you do i frothed she frothed but it's like f-r-o-t-h-e-d you want to know why she got that immersion blender because she had to make her she had to make her own mayonnaise one day guys well looking for you don't eat mayonnaise anymore it's got eggs in it so uh and also Ashley made um, sweet potato pie. Yeah, and, and I am not vegan. I am not vegan. Not plant based. But you you held on pretty good though. Yeah, I mean, time. I had a little bit of I had a little bit of the prime rib, and you can't pass on Sheena's mac and cheese. Even though I know we talked about like Sheena didn't eat mac and cheese. She grew up in Texas. She's not that she didn't eat it. She said her grandmother didn't like make it on a regular basis. Exactly. So I ate mac clear and cheese. Clear that up, people. Good people. I ate mac and cheese. My grandmother just didn't make it at home often. You guys, she I think that's what the kids are calling triggered. I am triggered. Coming from my grandma. My grandma made everything from scratch. Your grandma's the real MVP. Nobody I had to go down to my great-grandmother's house and get the collard greens and everything. May she rest in peace. She passed over the past week. And, uh, yeah. She was 98 years young. Full, full, full life. Full life. She still wouldn't give me that sweet potato pie recipe. Right, which is kind of unfair because she said it would bring us husbands and she didn't give it to us. So I don't, like, what does that mean for us? I don't, I, I guess I'm stuck. That's like a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. Because so I don't have this sweet potato pie. You know, my grandmother, I mean, my great-grandmother, she was 98, so she lived a, a very long life. And so you can imagine that she outlived um, a couple of her husbands. And she said she got them with her sweet potato pies. And I asked her for the recipe, and she said, nah, stick to the dressing. Men nowadays are special, though, so we don't have to worry about sweet potato pie wooing anybody. You're right. 
I think we're fine. Not I worry about so that. Too. But anyway, it was a great Thanksgiving. Uh, food was great. I'm still eating on sweet potato pie. Yeah, you just had a slice literally before we started recording, so... Don't, I, it's don't, okay. Don't, I just, don't put me on front street. You said you said that you were still eating it. That's not. I also you I, didn't have to say that it was just right now. Though. I grew up on front street, literally. Anywho, anyway, we're coming off the holidays. We're gonna talk a little bit about why we started the podcast. We put out a couple questions on our Instagram, and you guys were as usual faithful and like sharing what you wanted to hear from us and one of the main things that we heard over and over again why did we start this podcast like what is our heart behind it christianese i apologize but like what's our why why do we do it okay so the way we typically start our podcast is to share a song that we're jamming to that we're worshiping to that's really for lack of better terms speaking to us so, Shia, what's your song? I am listening to Travis Green, All Things New, off of his latest album. If you guys don't listen to Christian music, or if you want to listen to Christian music, I advise you to listen to Travis Green. This brother is on fire, and his albums are really amazing. They can, you know, you can jam and kind of dance and do a little jig or whatever. But um, all things new. Can you tell the people what on fire means? On fire? Hot? He's was hot in these gospel streets. I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> I want to make sure lit. Sure. He lit. I don't know. What's the... I mean, I feel like on fire is another uh, like, oh, like do life together. Like I just want to... Our make... friend just used the word shush, shush. Jush. No, a little jush. Jush. I don't even no, know. No, you're not saying it right. No. Jush. That's not it. Jush. Jush. I was teaching her husband how to say it, and now I can't say it. Yeah, Zhuzh. little Zhuzh. Zhuzh. Whatever. Anyway. anyway, I don't know what you young people are. Uh, That's not a young people for I don't know what these young people are saying these days. So on fire her. could definitely mean, like, not even hot in the streets. Is that? Am I old for saying in the streets? You're on your way. I'm just kidding. You're only as young as you feel, and I know you feel young. I feel amazing. But anyway... Travis Green, All Things New. Um, one of my favorite lines on the song of, of the song, it says, making all things new, freeing you from you. Man, wow. Even on the song, and on the song he says, woo! Because that line right there, like freeing you from you, like the amount of times that we get in our own way is just, I mean, every single day. Every single day is a battle to, to not get in your own way, to not let the fears and the cares of this world just really like get you down and to to hold you back and you know the fear that we face it can it says i am making all things new your guilty stains are washed away and that's that's part of the bridge it's like no shame can stay no charge remain Mm. i am making all things new and the fear that we face it can keep us so bound up and you know that we stay in situations that we we should that we know that we shouldn't be in and so you know just a couple of bible verses this is Jesus business and culture. So, you know, just a couple of Bible verses um, about making all things new. You know, 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Like God calls us to let go of the former things so we can cling to cling to our new identity in Christ. We can let all that other stuff go. The past, all of that. The guilt, the shame. Just let it go. You just preached a whole word. Sorry. I don't what are you sorry for? Woo! Give 
Give him a towel. I give him a towel. I feel like I should have gone first. I give mean, me, give me a towel. Me that you were gonna preach. Give me like a towel. Testimony service back in the day when you like give the mic. Testimony to service Sheena. is now open. And people be talking. To, I mean, wow, that was really good. I love that. You have anything else you want to add? No, nah, I'm done. That was. I'm done. You know, I I hear you get this like preachers like kind of this like little lull or tiredness afterwards and you gotta gotta get a nap afterwards i'm done you're done you preach <laughs> you preach for 37 seconds okay. and you need a nap no 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 okay ashley what's your song wow um i really love and it's a really popular song right now in the christian world um raise a hallelujah with bethel music i think that the holidays are one of those times where people are thinking back and we just had thanksgiving and everyone's really grateful and hearts are really warm but you're also thinking a little bit about like a new year and the things that didn't come to pass and the things that you're still believing for and I feel like I've said this before but I mean to be able to worship and praise and be grateful in the midst of that is just really really challenging and also really powerful one of the lines in this song I love is I raise a hallelujah louder than my unbelief and I know for me like I last year decided that like I was like refusing to be like sad about the things that didn't come to pass or the things that I'm believing for that like haven't happened yet um and I had like a tremendous year and so much to be grateful for and new job and new financial financial situations, like all these things that have just been Amen. incredible, but there's still things that I'm really believing for and that doesn't go away just because you've had other things that have blessed your life. So raising a hallelujah louder than your unbelief and the unbelief can be loud, like, right? There's a lot of people telling you what you should be doing <sighs> and what you should have and where you should be. And in the midst of that, if you can raise a hallelujah, it's pretty powerful. And worship louder than the unbelief that you're hearing around you and sometimes even within you can change things. Man, I mean, you talking about me preaching the whole world. Uh, you over here preaching one yourself. Well. You at 39 seconds. I don't know about that. Okay. Jesus. A minute. Raise a hallelujah. You know who loves to make fun of that man's voice. Guys, <laughs> there's a lot of versions of it, but. Bethel Music sings the original. <laughs> Raise a hallelujah. All right. Well, let's get in it. A lot of people ask us great questions on Instagram when we put out there, like, what do you guys want to hear from us? And one of the questions that came over and over and over again from multiple people is, why did we start this podcast? What was our goal? What were we thinking? Why did we do it? And we're going to tell you. I think it's one of the ways that you guys are going to know us better. I mean, I know a lot of you know us, but a lot of you... We've grown, we've evolved in the last... You think you know us. 10 years that but you... you have no idea. So, you know, why for you... Mm-hmm. Look, I know we were... Each of us are half of a podcast, but why for you did you want to start this podcast? People told me to. Period? <laughs> Period. Should we turn your mic off? Are you done? Period. Okay. With the T. People told you, but why did they tell you to? Like, what circumstances were people telling you that? When was that happening? So, I'm 34. We may be a bit of a unicorn... We may be a bit of uh, a little bit of a unicorn. So, you know, we, we're saved. We're Christians and we didn't have that, you know, that that clean, pure white life that people think that Christians should have or that they think that even some pastors that lead like major mega churches have. And I think that we come from a perspective of truly living in the world being delivered and coming out of it and then living a life in Christ. But like as fun young black women. Yeah. For me, it was just about creating a space for successful single black Christian women to chime in on topics. And me and you, we are BFFs. We have had so many discussions and debates. 
I, and, and I'm not saying that there aren't spaces out there. Like, there are some amazing women who are out there that have podcasts mm-hmm. and single black women. Um, one that we really love is Jesus and Joe Love. Although Lovey just got married. She did. Congratulations, Congratulations girl. Congratulations you if you're listening. Um, but, they, you know, I'm not saying that it's not out there. But, like, why not us? Why not Ashley? Why not Sheena? You know, for me, it was just about creating that space for us to have a voice as a single black Christian woman. What about you? Ditto to everything you said, first and foremost. Like, I think there's a platform for us. I think there's a space. I think there is needed. I think most people who know me know that I am relatively private. I am not one. <laughs> I am not one who does a lot of posting on Instagram, although this podcast has stretched me in doing that. I don't think I'll ever be someone who posts, like, Man Crush Mondays or every five minutes that my, you know, my kids are on breathing. I don't know. Like, I just, got you. That's just not my strength, right? Like, that, I, I like to have intimate, personal conversations. I like to share my opinion. I'm not short on words. I'm not somebody who is scared to share my opinion. But, like, I like to be in a safe space. And I think that Sheena kind of dragged me a little bit in saying... In a good way, in saying that, like, people are interested in what you have to say. Like, you have a very interesting perspective working in sports for the last decade or so, being, you know, a young, relatively young, I guess now, single black woman, you know, whose whose faith is like a found is your is my foundation. And she said, let's start a podcast. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. Let's do it. But I didn't really, she kind of dragged me across the, the start line or to the start line, I should say. And so I, I, I jumped in because like, I felt like if we could have a private conversation that's shared publicly, there's probably people who can be impacted by that. I mean, the basis of our faith is sharing our testimony. If you yep. do nothing else with your faith, yep. if you don't have a single Bible verse yeah, memorized, yeah. if you don't know a single worship song, if you didn't Sit grow up in church, down. the first thing that you can do, the main miracle that you have is that like you've been saved. Amen. And so if I'm not willing to share kind of what I'm going through, what I feel publicly then I'm kind of I'm denying my faith in a lot of regards so that was the reason that pushed me over the edge in doing that because I am um a relatively private person like I just don't think anybody needs to or cares what I'm eating or what I did on Friday night like I like I like Instagram I like Facebook but like you could she's a lurker I'm totally a lurker I don't post a lot of my personal life and she's a muter on Instagram, I do mute people. I feel like sometimes people just do too much, and that gives me a, that gives me too much, and I have to just be like, okay, a little break, mute. We're still friends though. Everything's cool. I'm not mad. I just I don't I don't I don't want to see that you ate dinner yesterday. We all ate dinner yesterday, and if you didn't eat dinner yesterday, like that's what we should be focusing on. Like that sounds really sad. We should help you, but I don't want to know that you ate dinner yesterday or that your kids took a deep breath. Like it's just too much. Oh, and and kind of going off of that. Ashley is saying that I kind of drug her along, but I'm not one to be in front of the camera or have a mic either. True. I'm definitely the loud friend, <laughs> as you can hear in the volume levels of this <laughs> We're working on the volume levels. It's mostly just my voice. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like to be back in the cut. I like to sit back and observe. If you come to my house in my comfort zone, in my comfort zone here, like you'll probably get so much more out of me than inviting me out to a, a major party with hundreds of people or not even hundreds, just even like more than 10 people. So you're going to get more out of me just by coming into the, that. And, and 
I said it on the first podcast, I think. I'm an introvert. I grew up really not saying much. And so, but around a lot of people that said a lot. And so I know that my words are few. And when I have the opportunity to say something, then I'm going to say it. Um, But if I don't have anything valuable to add to like push the conversation forward, I'm not going to say anything. That's just who I am. Um, people say that I'm a woman of few words and I try to live by that. Like you, you only have so much time in order to capture and captivate an audience. And so I'm going to use that to the best of my ability with as few words as possible outside of the fillers that I use (laughs) on this podcast. So that's it. I think the main reason is that like People kept saying, like, you two are so ridiculous and so funny. You guys have things to say. Like, we want to hear it. We wanted to create a space that we could share the things that are important to us. We're gonna, Like I said, and like you've heard, we're going to talk a lot about sports. We're going to talk a lot about funny things that are happening within the culture. But the platform is, and the foundation is always going to be Jesus because that's who we are. And so yeah, we just wanted to share kind of why we started the podcast, what we love, what we've loved about it so far, what we're hoping to see it go, and really how we how we got to this point of episode four. Episode four. We love Jesus, and we are cool. We're somewhat hip. You know, I try to stay up. She is way more <laughs> hip. She says I floss like a four-year-old. <laughs> oh. So I can't dance. But anyway. So some stereotypes but, aren't true. Yeah, and I, I just want to break the stereotype that Christians aren't fun. And should be poor and not experiencing financial blessings. And, you know, we want to bring a clarity to that to, to that, and maybe open people's eyes to, you know, some of those outdated stereotypes. You want to take on the questions from the Instagram? You guys are great. Some good questions. Some of these ones we had to like, okay, wait, before we answer this, can we talk about what we're going to say? Maybe be on the same page? <laughs> Mostly we are like off the cuff. Just like we want you to feel like you're in the living room with us having a conversation. But some of these we had to sit back and be like... Okay, um, so, I think about that. Uh, I don't know. That. I'm still thinking about some of these. Like, how am I gonna answer that? We gonna see what what comes out of my mouth. You want to start with an easy one then? Uh, yep. Um, so one of the questions which cracks me up, and this person knows who they are, said, "Ashley, why don't you like wearing jeans?" <laughs> and so, funny story. Um, I don't like to wear jeans because I feel like they're restricting part of that is like me needing to get in shape and part of that is i am relatively dainty i wear dresses i feel like it's the most you can never have too many dresses that's my motto you can never have too many dresses until i had too many and i like the way that i look in dresses i like that i can put one dress on and have a complete outfit i don't have to match a top with certain shoes like it just one outfit i i probably own legitimately three pair of jeans for max which means i really need to clean out that drawer because i don't know what's in that jean drawer sweatpants probably, probably sweatpants. so if i'm not, if i'm that's a whole different drawer if i'm not wearing a dress i'm wearing lulus and leggings and sweatpants so i just don't really feel like it's five foot two a little bit thicker like i just don't think that jeans are like a flattering option for me i have to buy them short or have them hemmed and now all the rip styles are out and boyfriend jeans look like i'm just wearing two big jeans like it just it's just not a thing for me i know i was wearing jeans in that photo shoot that we did which is what prompted this comment <laughs> but i only wear you jeans cute girl I, I, I was a little cute but right. i 
only more deeds because our marketing director and CMO, Rashina P. Warren, forced me to <laughs> force me to wear jeans. So that's the reason I don't typically wear jeans. I did wear jeans to church today. But like yeah. by the end of our lunch after church, I was like, I gotta get out of these clothes. I, I am dying <laughs> in these pants. So that's why I don't wear jeans. I feel like they're like just not flattering on me and they're not like overly comfortable. They're not a comfortable material. I have to think a lot about a top. It's just too much. All right. Well, I mean, Ashley Sheena should, loves jeans. Ashley should wear jeans more. Is basically the consensus. I don't we think have. that's what um, was said. Yeah, I think so. But let's flow into this next one. Um, kind of going off those jeans. <laughs> Why y'all fine and single? <laughs> that sounds like a question straight out your grandma mouth. I think if we had the answer... I would probably not be single. You'd still be fine, though. I'd still be fine. Fine. I, yeah. But I wouldn't be single. I wouldn't be fine single. is fine. You know, I'm fine in, if, if... I'm fine in somebody's eyes. For sure. My, outside of my home. I think we get this question all the time. Like, you guys see air so great. You have great jobs. You love, you love the Lord. Why are you single? I mean, the truth is, is that we just haven't met the people that we, like, are supposed to be with. We meet a lot of people, and I've been telling the story all week. I met this very good-looking man at a football game the other day. Struck up a conversation because... He was so fun. He was very good-looking. Nice teeth, which I know is a weird thing to say, but, like, he had you nice teeth. teeth. Because I feel like down here in the South, sometimes the teeth... Are you don't want them goals in your mouth? not a main priority. You don't want them goals in your mouth? Gold teeth. It's very... Mouth. M-O-U-S. Not my personal style. Anyway, so I was talking to this... I made, I struck up a conversation with this gentleman who was sitting in the area next to us casually chatting and he's he's like oh well, if this is where we're going out later um my girlfriend's not in town like you should join us and i was like wait what it was like yeah my girlfriend's not here so like you should come out with us and i like paused and was like mm, does that work typically that like you just tell the girl like oh my girlfriend's not here so that like it's out in the open that like she's gonna be if she decides she's gonna be a side chick as at best and he said yeah typically and I was like, okay, so great to meet you. Godspeed. I'm going to go. And so, I mean, he was like, I don't even know what he, I can't even remember what he told me he did for a living. But like, good looking. He did have a job that he, that he maybe he lied about. But nevertheless, he had a job. And he said straight face to me, my girlfriend's not in town tonight. So like, you should come out with us. And when I asked, does that typically work? He said, yes. And so I'm not saying that like, that's the whole reason we're single. But like, a lot of the men that we meet are expecting to be able to get away with and live a life that we're just not for. Yeah. I would much rather be single. Single. And then... I ain't ready to mingle with that. Because I'll tell you what, I know a bunch of married people who are as single as me. Ooh, Ooh, girl. I think we talk... That's a whole other podcast. And yeah, maybe we talk about that in another podcast, but like, I'm just not willing at this point in my life at no point in my life but definitely not at this point in my life when i am completely whole in jesus and know my value and know my worth more than i ever have before to just be in a relationship and be mostly single oh uh, yeah i mean after my last relationship i was like lord just hide. I was like, lord just hide me lord just take, take me take, take i don't even want you know how they put the little toys in front of the cat for them to play with i don't even want don't even dangle nothing in front of me don't don't i don't which is why i ain't been on no dates because if it's not real, because I don't want it, I don't need it. I don't think that I don't think my little heart could take any. I don't anything. think anybody's heart should have to take that stuff. Like, no. like, that's insane. Like you want him, sister? That's fine. You can have. But I'm gonna hit you with I. I don't know that man. I'm sorry to this. Sorry man. to this. I don't man. know him. 
So I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. But I yeah, I'm I'm single and not ready to mingle with that mess. Yeah, so. and listen, we have a ton of friends who have great, great, great relationships. Shout out to the shout out to the great husbands. Great husbands, like I mean, like incredible. We're friends with them. We're friends with their wives. Like we're all friends and. They're asking us the same question as men. Like, man, if I wasn't married, like, not in an inappropriate way, but just in, like, a you guys are great kind of way. And I'd be like, you have any friends? And they'd be like, nah. Nah. And I'm like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I've had several men say to me, like, listen, my friends are trash. Y'all just You know what? That. And we got to get, we got to talk about that. Because if your friends are trash, like, you may need to get new friends. Because not me need to. You, you, need to, you need to get new friends. Because to me... Whatever you see trash is with other it's with other trash. Yeah, I mean right? like they say I don't know what I don't have any statistics on it. Birds like, of a feather flock together. Yes, and that you're most like the five people you spend the most amount of time with. So if you if all your friends are trash, I have a few questions about you. But I appreciate maybe you acknowledge that you and your friends are a little bit trash or that like you keep your trash in the other room and so you don't have to deal with it, but like don't set me up with your trifling friends. Nah, nah. And if you listening to this podcast and you are a husband that's not being a good husband do better way better so that's why we're single because we're not willing to settle and i think that the men that we meet are like oh that seems like a lot i just even the stranger that we met at the game i mean like you have been you trying to be a wingman for me i yeah i said hey you know my my (laughs) friends and i did it i went over there because she just said he was cute and i left just being like dang when he said straight face looked me straight in the face and said yeah, that typically works. Like I typically tell people I have a girlfriend and they're typically like, oh, well, we can hang for the night. Kick rocks. With no shoes on. If y'all know some decent people, I mean, send them my way. All right, what's next, Sheena? All right, what is your biggest motivation to get out of bed every day? Jesus. Same. I have another opportunity. Breath is in my body. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. And I know that's cliche, but like legit. That's like, that's real life. Like not everybody's able to wake up. I have another opportunity to live out the purpose. Yeah. And I think for both of us, we have grandparents and um, for you, great grandparents who we know have sacrificed a just tremendous amount for us to have the opportunities we have. I think about like, Sheena, your family growing up in Texas and in the South and through back doors. And I know that's that's both of our families being, you know, black, black women. But I just think about the sacrifices that were made by those we know and those we don't know for yeah, us to for sure. be educated, for us to have an opportunity, for us to work for major corporations and companies. I I don't want there to be any reason, like after Jesus, that I sacrifice or don't fulfill to my highest potential the things that I'm called to do, mm-hmm. and I've been I've been privileged to do. So yeah. that's that's it for me. Like Jesus yeah. put breath in my lungs and. I know that there are people, I mean, even just my parents, right, who obviously were not slaves and obviously were not a lot of things that like we're thinking, well, we first comes to mind when we talk about like the sacrifices that were made. But like, I know that like my dad didn't buy new shoes for like 10, 15 years so that like my brothers and I could play AAU basketball and soccer and all the things that we did. Like in hindsight, you understand like, man, they really made ends meet, right? Like they really took no money and little money and put food on the table and gave us opportunities and allowed us to have education, allowed us to have experiences that like they didn't have. So like my both my parents are retired and my dad is a sneaker fanatic. And I don't say no. What sneaker do you want, bro? <laughs> How many colors does it come in? Hey, he had me at the Nike store. Like, <laughs> hey, they got these in a size 11. You want them? <laughs> right. And, like, and I don't have no qualms about it because that man didn't buy new shoes 
for legitimately 10 years. So if he wants to have every pair of Jordans in every color and every Air Maxes and Roger Fetter tennis shoes, I don't care. He can yeah. have whatever he wants. My mom, the same thing. She got the same sweater in 15 colors. You know, I don't know why. She deserves it. And they sacrifice for us to have this she opportunity. I still wanted to do that, but like in addition to me having a horrible voice, <laughs> I also have a little bit of a cold that I'm fighting, so I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our parents have definitely sacrificed. Um, I mean, my mom, all she bought was uh, nursing uniforms because, you know, she's a registered nurse. She's an RN. And so she would buy herself new clothes. I, but I had all the fresh gear. And, you know, my, grand, my grandfather... Rudolph Warren, man, whoo, that man right there, that's a whole other can of worms and, and that's a whole emotional roller coaster. So I ain't gonna get there because I'm tearing up right now. Uh, talking about it, <clears throat> beat my chest. Thug tears. Thug life, thug life, baby. Um, but yeah, like, how dare me not want to get up out of bed and take advantage of the breath that's in my lungs? to fulfill the purpose and also to use the gifts and the talents and the wisdom that God has given me. Like I work in digital marketing and not everybody can do digital marketing. Not everybody. I, I run social media for a, a, a big company, <laughs> a huge company. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can strategize and, and put thoughts and put numbers and, um, and stuff together to create a plan and to create a strategy, continue to continue to grow. Why should I just like stay in bed and not use that? And God bless me with this job. So thank you. Your thoughts on LeVar Ball and BBB. You know Big what? Baller Brand, is that what it's Big called? Big Baller Brand. Okay. Well, Big Baller Brand is, I think, no more. Something like that. I got to look that That's up. I didn't, you know what? I didn't do my research on that one. But here's my thoughts on LeVar Ball, right? At first, I was like, oh my gosh, he's annoying. But we also live in a society, especially with athletes, where black fathers are just not involved. And now we have a black father who is involved in trying to capitalize on his sons and his family to continue to have um, to have wealth. Is it the right way? I don't know. You know, I'm sure he doesn't have a blueprint for it. I have mixed emotions and feelings about uh, does he overstep sometimes with the antics and stuff that he goes on with the media yes but as a father trying to create wealth um, success outside of basketball or maybe using basketball as that platform it i mean i can't i can't knock him for being a present black father is he overprotective i don't even know if it's protection but like is he overstepping i'm not sure I mean, I think there are worse things than an involved father, especially in the black community. Outside of T.I. going to the gynecologist. Well, with his that is another episode and another thing. That is not an overly involved father. That's just father. invasion of privacy. That is abuse on every level. So we can get into that in another conversation. To LeVar Ball, I think you're right, Sheena. And you kind of like put me on on this and like opened my eyes to this. That like, I mean, we praise LeBron for making it despite his upbringing we praise Dwayne Wade for making it despite his upbringing and a lot of these a lot of these men in professional sports despite their upbringing they've made it Mm -hmm. and now we have this these three young men their father is really involved and yeah he's probably doing too much but the media media plays a place but yeah I mean he's probably doing quote-unquote too much and he's getting too much attention and I'm sure it's harder on his kids than it has to be but 
there's also the opposite of that. This is what we love to talk about in this society is like, oh, LeBron didn't have a dad and his mom was on crack and he made he pulled himself up from his bootstraps and thank God for football and basketball to make these athletes great or whatever. But LeVar Ball wants his kids to be great and he wants them to have everything they have. And maybe it's a little misguided and maybe it's not the tr- quote unquote traditional way that it would be done. Yeah, but I think is. there are worse things than having a man who loves his children and wants what's best for them. And sometimes parents fail. Yeah. Parents aren't perfect. If every parent was perfect, then we'd have a bunch of perfect kids and we don't have any of that. Yeah. I my my opinion is is very similar to yours in that like it's a little bit misguided, it's a little bit of a misstepping. I don't know if it's always technically what's best for his children. I would be interested because they haven't really made a lot of public comments mm-hmm. about how they feel or how it's impacted them. I do have like a friend who works in, you know, the basketball operations side of of the NBA who mentioned that like it's hard for them like they're under a tremendous amount of scrutiny and like because of the situation that their dad has put them in and they want to sign autographs or they want to do things but they're not allowed to based on like these brands that they've that they've aligned themselves with for their dad but I don't think he's intending to put them in bad situations and he wants to make sure that they have everything that they could have and it's it's not always it's not always it doesn't always play out in the best way He's passionate about his kids, and I don't. I don't. I'm not mad at him for that. Yeah, I, I think that you can even go back to Venus and Serena. Um, Ooh, and very good parallel. And their, their dad doing what it takes. Like he has some missteps, absolutely. But he was also kind of going through uncharted territory, especially being. I mean, he taught his girls how to play tennis in Compton with no internet. He read books he read at books. the public library. No YouTube. Like no incredible. Instagram. None of that. Taught them to negotiate. They didn't run up through the system. And I get that, like, it wasn't conventional. But conventional is not always right. Conventional is how we got 400 years of slavery. Because this is the way we've always done it. Yeah. So, I don't... I mean, like, Serena and Venus Williams are, are literally the only women who made it and won Grand Slams without going through the quote-unquote tennis circuit. So, mm-hmm. he did something right. Yeah. Right? His kids are well-balanced and grounded and successful and have never really had any kind of like major scandals or anything crazy like they've just been great yeah for 20 years yes and, and I, I mean i will say with lavar ball like i watched his facebook show and it opened my eyes up to the non-media side just even the way that he cared for their mom who is very sick but he care he's her caregiver and he does that when i saw him from a from his point of view and not the media's point of view, it just really changed um, the way that I felt about him and how he handles taking care of his taking family. Care, taking care of his family, yeah. And, you know, he's doing this with no media training as well. So, but yeah, so we'll, we'll go on to the next to the next one. Ashley, are you asking me a question, or do you want me to go to the next one? Go, go. What? All do right. what you do, but watch my shoes. This one's a big one. When you dance with your boo. I hope you put some thoughts into my it. Shoes. Still doing it. Mm. <laughs> Still doing it. She can't help it. She loves the music. I do. A pivotal moment in your life when raising your personal standards became survival. July 4th, 2012. Whoa, exactly. New York City. Tell us more. It was just a, a, a series of things that happened and it just woke me up. It woke me up to what God had for me. It woke me up to the faithfulness of God. Even when I'm messing up, how he continued to bless me. I had been laid off from my job, but God continued to help me and, and, and provide for me as far as like paying my, you know, 
getting side gigs. Side gigs wasn't a thing in 2012, really. Not mm. like that. Not like, it is now. not like it is now. Like to get a side gig back then and to pay my New York rent for a two bedroom, two bath. <laughs> R.I.P. to our the most incredible, New York <laughs> most incredible apartment. That that moment after that, the blessings that flowed from that low moment in uh, my life really just ignited my faith, ignited my trust, even in God, just to continue to press on and to to not play around and be on the fence with this life of Christianity. I didn't want to be lukewarm. I didn't want to be spat out. And so I chose to be on fire for God and to live that life. No turning back. I'm very impressed with the exact date. That's how serious it was. Somebody's in their own July 4th right now. Thinking like, oh, I gotta do something different. I hope you. I hope they hear what you just said and pivotal moment. Raise your standards. Like, yo, just don't hit the low moment. You don't have to hit the low moment in order to get what God has for you. You don't want to get to that point. Like, just make the choice now. Like to not hit that low moment and just to like, if if there's even an inkling, like hit me up. Hit me up if y'all got questions. Like dead serious. Text me Instagram. Slide slide in my DM. But only f- for this question. <laughs> but no, seriously. Yeah. Unless you're a handsome man, have, have a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, this is, a, this is a tough question. I don't have an exact date, but I have a time frame. Mm-hmm. It was like the very end of, our, of 2011, beginning of 2012. Saying I was in a relationship would be like the stretch of all stretches. Even saying I was in a situationship would be like a stretch. Like It was like a fling with a friend who is still a friend. I have, you know, this little like this human being. But like we were just like, quote unquote, hanging out. I can totally do this. Like it's real casual. It's fine. This will make me feel good. I have everything else in my life together. I have a great job. I had just moved to Orlando. I had a great family. I had great friends. I had everything that I quote unquote wanted. So I was like, I can handle this like casual situation and it'll be super great and it'll be super fun. And it was the opposite of fun. Like Every time that we hung out, I left feeling more and more empty, more and more incomplete and less and less joyful i thought it was going to be like perfect this last piece of my life that i need to just come together this is a great guy he's got a great job and if i just compromise the things that are important to me to sort of make this work like then all the pieces of the puzzle of my life will come together i'll have a great guy i'll have a great job i'll have a great life i'll have a great family like great 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 but it just, it was not great. And I just remember, like, I think, not I think, I definitely know I called you and was like, I cannot do this. Like, if this is all there is to offer in casual relationships and relationships that are not based on Christ and are not based on the love that Christ showed to the church and that, that Jesus showed when he, like, sacrificed his life and died for me, then I don't want it. Like, if this is what you guys have to offer out here, hard pass and for me that was like it, it changed my standards and everything because that was the pivotal point that i like got serious about walking with jesus and not to your point of like lukewarmness not dipping my toe in not going to church on sunday but smelling like saturday night and all of those things and like that's not to say like we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that like we don't like to have fun or we don't hang out or we don't have a drink or i don't like wine like i still enjoy my time out i still enjoy having a glass of wine i still enjoy all of those things but in a way that 
for me, can I can I can be honoring of my relationship with Christ. I think there's a big difference in being out and being drunk and falling over in a whole mess and having a glass of wine with your friends. I think for me, it was like a pivotal moment of like, I am searching for this thing mm-hmm. and it is failing miserably. Man. So I just remember being like, I got baptized the next month. It was like the very end of like December 2011. So I had been here like five minutes basically i moved here two months prior to that and i just remember like starting 2012 i was like i'm just never going back to this like i've had too many empty experiences and too many empty relationships that like felt like love but like this is what love feels like like i don't want it i don't want it so i don't need it Sheena's always going to give you guys the lyrics on the side but yeah so that was for me and it like i said it raised the standards across every aspect not just like what i was willing to accept in a relationship but also like what i was willing to accept at work and what i was willing to accept in friendships like there were friends that i was like yeah so this friendship is one-sided and now that i'm like whole and complete Mm -hmm. i don't need you to fill in i don't have any empty spaces yeah so even my friendships had to be elevated and even my finances had to be elevated i had to take a hard look at like everything in my life like what am i doing like am i buying starbucks because i need coffee am i buying starbucks because that's like what i'm supposed to be doing am mm-hmm. i that's driving great. an infinity because like that's what i mean i should be driving infinity i'm a boss <laughs> I, I miss that car those ridiculous rims but like it didn't suit me and it wasn't mm-hmm. beneficial and it was more about me fitting a role than it was what was financially smart for me or what I needed so I drive a Prius I love my Prius I'm legit gonna drive until the wheels fall off and that moment that encounter with that gentleman shifted every way that I thought about my life like everything had to be from a basis of who Jesus called me to be from that point on and I'm grateful to this to this guy because I, I'm sure for him it was like oh she just flipped the switch and went crazy. For me it was like I had to cut everything off that didn't honor God and didn't make me more whole than I was when I started. And yeah, that was it for me. Yeah, you gotta. Sometimes you just gotta shed some of those dead things, right? Like oh, yeah. just going back to making all things new, right? You gotta have a new mindset, a new mentality, and you have to truly get rid of some of those things, those ideals that society, the box that society tries to put you in. God operates outside of a box. I can't even begin to tell you the out of the box blessings and things like that that I've experienced in Christ. And so, you know, even you saying that you had to cut off friendships and, and stuff like that, like pruning. Man, I was just getting to job 15. Pruning, go for it. Well, I mean, it's like, I was going to say, like, you know, cut off and get rid of, but like, you know, the Bible calls it pruning. And John um, 15, uh, verse 2, it says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. With every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes it so that even more fruit may grow. That's it for me. Like, my life from that point on has been all the way up, right? Like, there's my girl. But, like, nothing's missing, right? Like, yes, there are things in my life nothing's that I missing. want and there are things that I nothing desire. Like but, no, Travis I mean, Green, guys. Travis Green. What, what's the name of that song? Uh, I'll have to look it up. We'll give it to you. But, like, from that point on, like, my life is not lacking. Again, I do want to be married. I do want to have children. I do want my family to be saved. I do want a bigger house at some point. Like, I, there are things that I want, like, and desire and believe in God for, but, like, there's nothing missing from my life. And from that point on, I was whole. And I didn't have holes that I, that I was trying to fill with things that didn't suit me. 
Yeah. No, that's good. Preaching the whole word. I mean, I didn't mean to. We just got we just got into it, but yeah. So those are pivotal moments in our lives. I think they were close in time frame. We didn't live in the same city at the time, so it was really cool to sort of I think <laughs> witness each other's like pivotal moments from afar and via phone calls. And I think it was Skype at the time because I definitely had a BlackBerry. No. Oh yeah. No, no. 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 I didn't get an iPhone until I had been here for a while. Maybe. So I had a BlackBerry yeah. when I moved here. So. Yeah. I think it was like via Skype and like phone calls. It was like, what are you going? What's what's good? Like, yeah. how are you doing? And like pushing each other and challenging each other. And kind of to your point earlier, like evaluate your friends. Like if they're not like iron sharpening iron and making each other better, then like, oof, don't do it. Like, and so those, it was, it was cool to kind of have those experiences together, but like in separate cities and in separate states and pretty far away from each other. And I think people think that we've always lived together and always been in the same city. We've been like super blessed to experience a lot of that stuff in the same city and together, but like we haven't always been in the same city. We haven't always been together and a lot of our friendship had to be intentional and it was cool to go through those things together even though we were in in separate separate cities and states. So yeah, pivotal moment, pivotal year, 2012. Yeah. So I think, I think with that, we're, we're gonna, um, close it out right you know we just wanted to give you guys a peek inside of the lives of ashley and sheena you know many people like i said you think you know but you have no idea uh they think that they know us they think that they've got us like all figured out but haven't scratched the surface of really getting to to know us we had a photo shoot and the guys were like man y'all are funny i've never really (laughs) hung out with y'all but that's because we are at church most of the time and we're doing a job and and you catch us in our like professional moments and not in our relaxed moments where we're kind of goofy. Yeah. I'm goofy. Sheena's definitely goofier than I am. But um, that Travis Green song, I feel like I have to share it because it's just so good. It's called Taste and See. Man. And the bridge is nothing missing, nothing lacking. I have all I need at the Savior's feet. So it's, it's just really good. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. Malachi would say. That's, that's it. it. Love y'all. Thank you for listening. Please, please, please share your feedback, your thoughts. Like, share, subscribe. Um, Jesus Business and Culture, JBC underscore podcast on Instagram. And we're grateful. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Anchor, Google, all the places. I mean, we're getting added every single week, and I, I'm so grateful for it. So we appreciate it. Keep sharing. Keep loving. And just remember, God makes all things new. Peace out.